This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, Check hey, us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. podcast uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey. What up? People, we are here. We are here. What up, people? We are here. We are here. Yes, we are. What we are here. Up? Hello. Hello. Good, good Good. morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Um, greetings and salutations. Uh, peace and blessings. Uh, all that. All the greetings. All the greetings. Hello. 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 How are you doing? Konnichiwa. Hola. Bon, bonjour, soir, oui, all the things, all the things. We try to keep it jazzy over here. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? What do you want from me? What do you want from me? That's fine. I'm, I'm singing that because Mark is over here trying to like touch my mic and stuff. I'm like, why? Why? Because you low. That's all I was trying to tell you. Well, I don't know sound engineer. Fix it. I, that's why I tell you singing to the mic. <sighs> The annoyance it So how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Happy, happy Tuesday um, The country's still standing For the mm-hmm. most part, you know Yeah, still alive so, Still alive um, Still here We still here, you know Doing what we do um, Taking it one day at a time um, It's getting more ghetto by the second But, um, you know America series finale, I don't know It's just yeah. It's just wild out here in these streets Like I posted this today And it's does anybody not understand how it's insane how all conspiracy theories like their solution is Donald Trump being president? <laughs> like no no one wants, no one wants to question that. I, I mean, I, no one I wants to question why all the solutions for the conspiracy theories are Donald Trump and being president. Donald Trump being the president. <laughs> like nothing for it, Donald, but like they're all result. Like this is the first time a conspiracy theory solution is. The current president to be president, <laughs> like no, because no. it's all the schemes set <laughs> like, up by Trump and them to come to us with the nonsense. That's that's like, all no, it is. No, no one wants to no one wants to question that. Why? It's why a big that, scheme. Why that's a thing? Why it's not big scheme? Big, big scheme. That's all it is. Like the fact that everybody around him is being like, nah, bruh. Like this, this is not, this is not legit. This is not. No, like. Everybody's like, there is no voter fraud. There is no evidence of it. Nothing's wrong with the machines. Like every, like Republicans, like people who are like general supporters of him are like, all right, like, look, no, it's a dub. You lost fair and square. And my man is not trying to hear it. Yeah. But the reason why um, even like a lot of Republicans aren't even really doing, saying too much about to him is because they realize that their party has changed to the Trump party. Most most people they realize that they're the most active voters, and um, because of that, they don't want to lose out on that base for the Georgia runoff in January. So they're saying they're staying shut up. They're like, I'm gonna shut, shut up, up, just shut up, shut up, 
shut up, just shut up, shut up, and, shut up, just shut up, shut up. And and what what the problem is is like there, there's becoming a blending of worlds, and the blending of worlds is making things like there, there people are seeing similarities in themselves with certain things, but it's bringing everything else with it. Meaning the crazy uh, million MAGA march that was this past Saturday. Which that, stick a pin? <laughs> what is the obsession with copying everything that black people do? Are you people that devoid of creativity that you cannot come up with something yourself? Like when I heard it was called the Million Maga March, I almost flipped my dining room table over. And this is a very nice, very heavy table. And I was very upset. Excuse me? Million. It, just talking about it like makes me want to just knock all the stuff off the table. I'm so angry. Like if you like just ugh, the disrespect, like come up with your own stuff, man. Yeah. How hard is it? Y'all st- like just just ugh. Oh, get on my damn nerves. Sorry. Go, go on. I just, I just, go when on. you said it, it, it triggered me all over again. When I heard you say the words, it just, just upset me all over again. I'm sorry. That's okay. So, so that, so that happened, right? Was, they had the million MAGA march, right? And, and with the million MAGA march, it also blended with a lot of the, like the Proud Boys. Um, a few racist, mad racism, um, like um, not a, a few, of, the whole, the whole thing. Like they all kind of came together for the same purpose, so they were all blending together, talking and meshing, and that's where it becomes a problem. Because like it, 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 blend, it blended a lot of things together that aren't usually together, but it became more together. Meaning, I know Trump is racist. That's not the point, <laughs> and I know that people who support him. They might not be racist, but they might be excuses for racists, right? Mm-hmm. They excuse, they ex- they'll excuse his racism. But it wasn't as, it, but it was more of just like they were more concerned about their money than actual people. So they, they just had bad morals. <laughs> but now when they blend with these other organizations and they start talking and everything, now it kind of attaches their ideals to them. Like, oh, we're the same. And it becomes a different world, and I think that is um, where the where the concern is. We are not the same. Well, yeah, they're not the same, but they align it. Like that's the thing about this whole like Trump supporter movement that is perplexing to me. Like they are the, they are allowing themselves to be associated and aligned with groups that they may be fundamentally against, but because the racism is so strong with them, they literally will just, they don't care. Like they'll literally just go along with whatever, with, with creating this mass of people who share these same views. When in reality, some people are just, you know, they support Trump for whatever because they think he's anti-government, this, that, third, and the fourth, and that's what they're about. But they're, they're willing to turn a blind eye to those other groups that are also quote-unquote supporters because it helps get their agenda forward. Yeah. And I'm just like, yep, yep. y'all don't have no type of moral scruple, like nothing? Like you just, are you that pressed? To to be heard 
that you'd be willing to align yourself with people who believe awful things in order to to push forward what it is you think is the right thing or whatever the case is like it I, I can't get behind that like I, I don't know like what what brokenness is inside of these people that they that they're so obsessed with I'm a Trump supporter I'm a Trump supporter that they're willing to allow their movement to be co-opted and infiltrated by certain types of individuals who are just really and so it just I uh, yeah I, I I don't understand it I'm like do y'all not have any type of moral code any type of anything like but, but like I said it it's I, I've, I've said this before and the reason why is because of their um their echo chamber their echo chamber has said certain things about Joe Biden has said certain things about Kamala Harris um and they're like it is it will be the worst possible thing for those two to be elected that they will excuse everything else for that reason um, the echo chamber has said that um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are human sex traffickers. Uh, they have said that they are the anti-Christian candidates. So what that what their echo chamber is saying that it's now it's telling people that, oh, I have to fight against them with all my power because now they're making this a spiritual battle <laughs> right. or a battle against human trafficking. Right. But, and I'm yeah, like, and, I, and I'm like, all and, for and human like, trafficking. Like human trafficking is awful. It's something we should fight against. A hundred percent. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And, and, and also like the, um, like they're used, they're using like the crime bill from Joe Biden to say like, Oh, he's going to, as soon as he gets elected, he's going to lock up a bunch of black folks. That's what, like, people were saying. Like, it, it, it's, just a, it's just echo chambers saying a bunch of nonsense that has no base in fact, no base in what's going on, that you have people saying it, you have articles saying <laughs> say the same thing. And people just, like, oh, these, look at all these articles that are saying the same thing. It can't be, it can't be unfactual, and it and is unfactual. And, right. and, and, like, it's, it's just it, it, and that and that and that's why that's that's what's dangerous about this time is everybody has their own echo chamber, and like that's why like even even certain um I'm seeing certain black supporters and I see under the comments oh uh, you got to change your way or like they're too far gone they're, too, they're like people some people are way too far gone there's no way to get them out of it because yeah, they can't be saved because they they have been feeding their brain <laughs> with all of this th- these things for months. While at home in quarantine, they were just feeding their brain with a bunch of nonsense and these conspiracy theories over and over. And they've been they've had people who agree with them, um, sounding off to them. They've had all these articles that people wrote about it. They they have all these things in their because they see all the social media posts. They're like, okay, so like they they're they're solidified in their views. Yeah. And because they're now solidified in their views. And, and 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 it's not only solidifying their views, but also believing that anybody who's against them is just a part of the establishment or sheep, <laughs> and right. like, are the, they're they're the people who are not doing their research because 
they've they because they they haven't seen the articles you have seen, so they must not be doing their research. So that 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 that's why it's 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 just it's hard to convince anybody outside of their brain right now. Right. Outside of outside of whatever thoughts they have, it is hard to convince anybody outside of that. It's just, it's just it's a, it's a it's a time of that. It's a time of there's nothing. People don't believe any fact checking devices. No, <laughs> people no. don't believe anybody. Yeah. So Trump has created this this chaos where nobody believes anything. So he, in his so they made, he he made it that he is the only one you can trust. Right. He's the only one you should believe. Everyone else is. Everyone lying to else you. is lying to you. Every government, every media, every like. And anybody who like is against him, he's automatically shuts down. He 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 um he shut down Fox News. Right. He said Fox News is not someone who you should listen to anymore. Yeah, which is insane. So it's it's like it's it's um he, he he's he's basically saying it's just it's just us by ourselves. It's the world against us. Right. So and and, and that is like how he has did it and, and people love being the victim mm-hmm. people love being the victim in in this story so people are like oh i am the victim in this story the world is against us the world is trying to take away something from us yeah 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 um and um even like in that um that post i made for, from like we spoke about from um our favorite heretics thing mm-hmm. and they posted something was basically saying like even with christianity how it's very easy to, like, you you cannot acknowledge how in America that Christianity is not the, is not the most privileged group, mm-hmm. and everything like that, and then just say anytime someone calls out anything that is being done, or calls out the flaws in the system, that they're being persecuted, right. and that's kind of how things play. Like, oh, they're they're trying to persecute Christian. No, your your some of your ideas are out of order. Right, and I'm like, I, I some of the ideals that, that you have, not not Christianity. Some, some of the ideals, ideals you that you have are out of, are order. Out of order. That yeah. does not mean that you're being pers- Christianity is being persecuted. Persecute. I'm like Christianity, like runs things in this country. Like I don't understand they, they, they how Christians everything. can say they're they're persecuted. How they, they run everything? They run everything. Like literally everything is done based on Christianity. Like the way we set up our calendars, the way we do holidays with school, with work, with like it's all about. The Christian I, faith. I, I never understood like the um, so persecuted. Where, honey? Where? I, I never saw the war against Christmas. You, you know, we talk about Christmas from probably now, like literally <laughs> from like after Thanksgiving. It's Christmas season, right? <laughs> so it's up. We we and it's all Christmas, right? Like we don't have no problem like going ham on Easter. We have no pro- uh, going pro- no problem going ham on Christmas. Like this country is very Christian focused. Just because everybody in the country doesn't practice Christianity because we've said that freedom of religion is the thing that people can do here doesn't mean that Christianity is being persecuted. Acknowledging other religious faiths or, or non-religious uh, paths that people take isn't persecution. Like, I, I'm not understanding. Like, this is not a theocracy. This is not a quote-unquote Christian nation. But Christianity does... Uh, uh, undergird a lot of the practices and the things that we do in this country. So I'm whenever, you know, these white evangelicals start talking about they're being persecuted, I'd be like, but where? Where are you being persecuted? Where? You you have things. You have a lot of power 
as a as a as a pocket of of people. Like I said, our our literal calendar yearly follows and adheres to Christian things. Like in certain states like New York, we'll acknowledge like Jewish holidays. Other state, Virginia, they don't give a damn about a Jewish holiday. They they move on. They're not closing down no school for no Rosh Hashanah, no Yom Kippur. They're like, listen, we close for Christmas and Easter. We don't know nothing about nothing. Shoot, New York just finally started giving uh, the the Muslim people a holiday. Uh, and they've been Muslims here since forever. Mm-hmm. And they just, what, two, three years ago decided, oh, let's give them a little, a little holiday so we can close the school. So I'm just, the, the Christian persecuted narrative in America is nonsense to me. It's insane. It's, it's nonsense. There are Christians being persecuted in other countries, like 100%. This ain't one of them. So I just need, I just need people to stop saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. But uh, let's uh, go ahead and welcome our people. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, our Spotify people, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Himalayas, Podbean, iHeart, our website. Uh, what else? Is that it? I never remember. I should probably write this down somewhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Himalayas, iHeart, um, Stitcher. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying we should and probably write this down. Yeah. 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 One of these days we'll do it instead of trying to remember it from memory. So thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, we appreciate new listeners. We appreciate um, hearing your feedback. So, you know, follow us on the socials. All Love No Fair PCAST on Instagram. All Love No Fair P1 on Twitter. Um, All Love No Fear Podcast on Facebook. And uh, you can also comment on our website. And you can also email us, All Love No Fair PCAST at gmail.com or contact at All Love No Fear PCAST.com. I believe that's correct. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Word, 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 word. word. So our first segment, love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, you jazzed it up today with a little. I can't do that. I can't. Like I tried, I felt my tongue. It wasn't. It wasn't positioned in the right place. So I'm just gonna move on. I can't click my tongue. I can't. I can't roll my tongue. I can't click my tongue. Like none of it. You can. You'll. You'll figure it out. I won't. Um, <laughs> I won't. But I appreciate you hoping that I can. Believe. believe. I believe in a lot of things. Ten, twelve. <laughs> I believe in a lot of things. That's not one of them. Um. So what did I won't say? Love it or lose it. So. This week's Love It or Lose It. So what Love It or Lose It is, it's a little game we play at the top of the podcast. Um, We basically select four um, options from a particular category of things. um, And we kind of put each other on the spot to choose one that we would lose, throw away, never have again in life. And one that we would love, hold on to dearly, never let go. Like uh, our favorite blanket. So this week's Love It or Lose It. Love, ooh, what did I just say? This week's love it or lose it. My mouth did something weird. Um, the category is home architectural styles. Because, you know, Mark and I are, you know, adulting. And, you know, we've been looking at uh, different styles of, of, you know, homes and things like that and having conversations about, like, what would be our dream home. 
So architectural styles. Mark knows that I have a particular love for certain ones, and then there are others that are like gag to me. So home architectural styles, love it or lose it. The four styles are ranch style, Tudor style, Mediterranean style, and contemporary style. If you need visual aids, I've got you. Great. You need visual aids? Yes. I was, okay. I was like, uh... <laughs> You're like, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> help! Help! Someone help! Hold on. So let me show you. And you can go right on HGTV if you want to know these things. Or just the regular internet. So this is... I'll click through to, to the style. So this is contemporary. This one right here. And contemporary, according to HGTV... It's very similar to modern, but is marked by uh, energy efficiency, sustainable materials, lots of natural light, and the use of recycled non-toxic materials. So it's a very greenhouse with a lot of glass and, you know, recycled materials. It's real nice, though. It's real nice how it's set up. Uh, let me see. What was the other one I said? Ranch. You know what a ranch looks like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't answer, so I'm not, I, I, I'm like, I don't want to know. So this is what a Mediterranean looks like. So Mediterraneans, it's a lot of brick. Uh, it's got like balconies and porticos and things like that. Heavy wooden doors, you know, real jazzy, real jazzy-like. Um, let's see. This is a ranch. You've seen a ranch before. They, they have those around here everywhere. And the other one I said was a tutor. You know what a tutor looks like. Okay. So of the four, what's your love it, what's your lose it? You said Mediterranean, was it? Mediterranean, contemporary, tutor, and ranch. Um... Um, I guess I'll lose the Mediterranean because um, it's very gothic. Very what? Gothic. Very gothic. With the brick and the wood, with big wooden doors. It's lit though. Come on, it's real nice. I'm I'm not against them. I'm just I'm 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 more um I'm a technology strong person. Okay. I'm I'm very tech strong. Um. And I, I think those are nice to visit and look at. I don't know if how I feel sleeping and living. Okay, you feel like they're too. I think I think I think I think it's a good visual. Okay, but you don't know uh, you feel sleeping in there because why? I don't know, like it just comes off as very like it, spooky. No, it's just cold. Okay, it doesn't give you warmth. No, it's just, it's just cold. It, okay. just, it seems like it's a very cold um, interior. Okay. Like, I, I think I will go there for an event space or stuff like that. Like, I think I, I like it for that. I just don't know how, I don't know how I feel. Like, I don't know if I would like like to stay in the castle. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Like, that, like that castle kind of look. If, like, if I, I, would, I would not choose a castle. Okay. I, su I suppose, you know, you can choose. You can choose whatever you'd like because you're an adult. You can make you can make the choices that are for you. <sighs> My heart breaks, but what, what am I gonna do? Want a castle? Yes. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know anyone who would say no, but 
apparently you have different feelings about this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So you're losing this Mediterranean. Um, I think my lose it of this group is probably going to be a ranch. It's probably going to be a ranch. Uh, why? There are things I like about them for sure. But I feel like the things I like about them are also the things I don't like about them. What do you mean? Like, I like the fact that it's one level, but I also don't like the fact that it's one level. Because I feel like there's no, like, escape. But, I, but I, I've seen, like, there's there's rooms and there's big areas. I, I've seen ranch with um a lot of rooms. Yeah, I, you know what it is? I just feel like I like I like a house with a little more zhuzh. You can and have zhuzh in a ranch. It's not as much. It's not enough space for all the zhuzh I'm trying to have. Okay. Like, I like, I like balconies and, and, and things. You can have all those things in a ranch. <laughs> it looks stupid on a one level to have, like, a, a balcony that's, like, by the floor. We, we know somebody who has a two-foot ranch. I'm talking about a regular one-story ranch. I'm not talking about a split level. I'm not talking about a high ranch. I'm talking about a regular ranch. Who you know that got a balcony on a ranch? That has a two-floor ranch, I said. It's not a ranch. That's a, that's a two-story house. Or a split level. Isn't Robert have a two-story two, two ranch? That is not a ranch. Robert's house is a colonial. It looks ranches. Okay. No, ranch is like one, one level flat out or a high ranch. Not like Robert's house is a colonial. I'm okay. like, ranch? No, no. Robert's house is not a, a ranch. Robert's house is a colonial. I remember looking it up. Okay. Um, so yeah, ranches would be, would be my lucid. They're nice, but you know. I want zhuzh. I want a little more zhuzh. No shade to ranches. They're really nice. I've, I've been inside some nice ones. Um, but I just, I, and you could, you could do a lot. You can make them real nice. Um, they're very child friendly, very older person friendly. Like, it's a lot of perks. But I, I guess maybe I'm thinking I'm a split level ranch. I, I don't know what you're thinking of, but the picture I showed you was like a one level. Oh, yeah, I, I got it. But like, I, I guess I, I count all the split levels, all those into a ranches. No, there's levels. There's levels to this. Correct. Literally. That, that's the point I'm making. <laughs> that there are levels to it. <laughs> so yes, my lose it is a ranch. What's what's your love it, sir? Um, contemporary. Okay. Makes sense to me. Makes sense. It's to it's, me. it's a it's a cross between a contemporary and a, like and a Tudor, I guess. Some, okay. And somewhere between those two, a contemporary Tudor is sound, sounds like. Um, I don't know how you would make that work, but <laughs> um, contemporary Tudor, I guess, it, like Tudor in style, contemporary in how it's laid out. Hmm. Okay. Because like the Tudor, the outside Tudor style is nice, but I, I do like the contemporary. Um, when, um, windows Okay Gotcha Like of course With shades But I do like the windows Um the high The high Because usually like A lot of A lot of um Sunlight Focus In the In there Like you don't have to Use as much electricity Because there's a lot more sunlight And mm-hmm. how the How the, the sunlight Usually directs the light everywhere Okay Um 
And I, I, I do. I think I do like that. That um, the thought of a tech focused house. Mm-hmm. Um, solar panels. I've, I've been looking a lot about solar panels. I think solar panels are a good idea. And mm-hmm. I, I like. I, I think it's very expensive to do it the right way. Gotcha. But I think solar panels as an like, as a what concept. Was it, what was it we was watching the other day where those people were um, putting the solar panels on like that houseboat or something like that? Yeah, it was like trying to be off the grid. Yeah, and it, it was like something like 140 like solar panels that had to be placed on mm-hmm. exactly the right way. I was like, oh, this is insane. Yeah, like like solar panels in, in theory. I I think I, I like the concept of solar panels. Word. It's to, to have... Um, it's, it's, it's a good concept, but like I do also, like I said, understand the um, the cost of it is expensive. It's it's mad. It's it's funny how expensive it is to be off the grid. Yeah, it's big it's, facts. It's, it's quite. I feel like it's quite backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you try to get off the grid, the grid to save money, but it's expensive to be off the grid. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not as it's not as simple as one may think. Yeah. But okay, but um, yeah, um, and I I figure I know what your love it is. I might could surprise you, friend. That can surprise me. What are you gonna say? Please hold. I'm doing a review. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a review because I feel like I'm being pigeonholed. And I don't like it. It's not pigeonhole. How can I get just not just know my wife? Let's <laughs> be pigeonhole. Because you you don't know. I don't, know, don't know. I don't know my wife. You don't know. You, you think you know, but you have no idea. Okay. You don't know. I want to know what you've been saying you wanted for the last 10 years. Whatever. So <laughs> this was a difficult decision. Oh, okay. It was. I, I hemmed in hard for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like... A lot of elements of the other three. Um, I do like the look of those like contemporary energy efficient houses. I do. Um, I do like the Mediterraneans because I like all the brick and you know the, the the balconies and the and the lights and the this and the that and the heavy wood doors and stuff. Like it makes me very happy. And I also like Tudors. Like I just there's something about that style that just you know makes me very very happy. It's I like the the pointed, you know, uh, the pointed, why can't I find the right word? Uh, y'all know what I mean. If you Google a tutor, you know what I mean. Um, but I like that look very much. Um, I feel like the houses just look real stately and, and, and you know, it, it, it has character, you know, it's, it's, it gives me, it gives me a lot of life um, with those kinds of houses. And I've actually been inside of a tutor and I, and I liked it immensely. Um, so I say, um, I, my love, it's going to be a tutor. Oh, surprise. It's going to be a tutor. I'm so surprised. It was a hard choice. But, so you know, I was going back and surprised. forth between a tutor and a Mediterranean. But I think I just, I just love tutors. Like, I don't know what it is. It just gives me like this. Who knew? This English, this English countryside kind of look. And I don't know why Ooh. I like that. New. But I, I actually like that very much. So shocked. So yeah, that's 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 my fave. It's the Tudors, and I just I just love the colors. I like when people like uh, do a combo of brick with it. Um, it's just real. 
it's just real nice. Who knew? Um, who? who? Who knew? I like that the rooms in the in the houses are really like nice, like have high ceilings and stuff like that. It's just it's just really really nice, and I like like the dark wood and the beams and stuff like that that people have in there. It's real nice. Um, so yeah, tutors are my fave. Tutors are my fave. I'm so shocked. So shocked. <sighs> Surprised. You're annoying. You're really, really annoying. I just, I just want you to know that. I've been, I've been trying to express myself beyond your, your, uh, your side comments. You know, people know what my favorite is, but you're annoying. You know what? I could have said Mediterranean, and then you'd have been like shocked. But you weren't. I almost did. No, you weren't. I yes. How do you know? You don't know. I almost did. <laughs> I almost did. Uh, you, you don't, don't know. know. You don't, because you don't. You're not inside my head. You don't know what I'm gonna do. I just so. want to point out that Miss Miss Kristen K B Bennett has, since I've met her, said tutors. I want a tutor from the tip, from maybe the first two weeks I've met her. Have constantly told me that she wants a tutor. So I don't know what this newfangled. I like a Mediterranean. Also, you never know. <laughs> since. Since like two first two weeks I've met her. That's right. She, she hasn't saying. But I that was to, ten years ago. That was almost eleven years ago. I might could have changed my mind in that time. And you said it again last year. And okay, and I could have changed my mind. And you said it again this year. Okay, and I could have changed my mind. A lot of things have happened. Things have changed. <laughs> I could have changed my mind. Pandemic pandemic changed your mind. Yes. And you're just out here assuming things. Oh, okay. You don't even know. Okay. This is what happens, ladies, when you get married. You marry these people, and they think that they know you, and they think that they know everything. But why and, is it terrible for me to know my wife? I don't they, understand. They don't, they don't want to see you grow. They why, don't want to appreciate why, your growth. Why is it such a crazy concept for me to know my wife? I don't it's understand. not a crazy concept. I'm just saying you don't know everything, so don't get comfortable, my guy. I'm going to surprise you every now and again, because you don't know. Word, you don't know. Son. That's fine. Word, daughter. What? What? <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm tired of you. That was love it or lose it. Love, love it, it or lose, lose it. it. Hey, hey, hey. Love, love it or lose it. it. Hey, love, love it or lose, lose it. it. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. We should start a band. We should start a band, me and me. Or, or just you. Mark, I, what, what, what I'm going to do? Sing. Why does everything have to be me? Why, why, why can't we? Why can't we start? Why can't you learn your guitar? I learn my keyboard, and then we start a band. Why can't we do that? Avery seems like she likes drumming. We can get her involved at some point. Like I'm, I'm not. So what's this pressure on me? So much pressure. Because you have to actually sing, damn it. You are the actual singer. Okay. All right. All right. So what do we talk about on the podcast today? Like I, I feel like we're just we're just having <laughs> mad random conversation right now. Main topic. Yes. So um this week we're talking about uh something that's very common to I think our millennial demographic. Um and it's something that I don't think we realize like when we first start doing it, but we recognize it like down the road. So, you know, how many of us have kind of heard the, you know, I got to get myself together before I do X, Y, Z. I got to get myself together before I do X, Y, Z. Like we're all, we were all like 
in our college years and immediate post-college years, like focused on, you know, the grind, on getting this, on getting that, on like checking off certain boxes and doing certain things in our lives. And, you know, while there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, it does kind of pose issues potentially down the road when we finally do check off all those boxes and we're quote unquote ready to do certain things. So, you know, Mark and I were talking about this the other day, like in the car, I don't know where we were driving to, but we were talking about this. And, you know, one of the thing, one of the things that, um, and this, you know, is personal to us, um, that we kind of, uh, as millennials, uh, have kind of pushed to the backpack burner a lot of ways in our lives is starting a family. Like a lot of us, you know, whether you're religious or not religious, you know, there's a general cultural expectation that you're going to grow up, you're going to go to college, you're going to get your degree, you're going to, you know, meet somebody, get married, start a family. That's that's not how it always goes, though. Um, you know, it's so it's so much to start with. Like my head, there's so much stuff in my head right now. So we'll we'll do it this way. Um, so I realized that, um, and I think it it I, I say I can only talk about the black experience because I'm I'm black. So, but um, I I think that like a lot of times it happens with black people is that we have seen either our own parents or our own family members or people we know around where we are or like people that we've seen have children and not have things financially together. Mm -hmm. And we have seen them struggle. Right. We have seen them trying to work to get things together and went in a place or like try to do things after they have children and be in such a struggle trying to get these things accomplished with a child or with like a baby on them trying to figure things out. So a lot of us millennials, what we have done is let's we'll say like, all right, so let's try to get these these done things done first. Right. Like, let me go to school. Let me get my degree. Let me get, get my licensure. Let me. Let, let's, let's, let's make sure I have. Let's a save good job. this amount of money. Save my money. Let me have a good job. Make sure I have a good house. Make sure I have all these things. Let's make sure I have a marriage. After we get married, let's make sure we have seen like our parents um, married and like they never take time to build their marriage. So we're like, all right, let's take time to like build our marriage before we have children to make sure that we have everything together. Right. So let's let's just be um, childless for a little bit and have a hangout and just you know, go travel, travel and do, do things yeah. like let's do all these things and everything. And then by the time many of us are trying to have children, our bodies are less cooperative. Cooperative with it. Yeah. <laughs> so our response to doing things, trying to do things the right way. And the fun, and the thing is, the way we do it is known, is like culturally known as the right way to do it. Yeah. So it's, it's culturally, it's the cultural norm to do all these things and all, to take all these steps. Mm-hmm. So um, waste some time, date for a while, finally get married after a while, after you figure out who you are. Yeah. And like, say, like, it's just, it's just this, this is, 
this is the cultural norm of right. how things go because right. you, you're not supposed to like don't don't get married when you're in debt don't mm. get married while you have th- while you have don't have a job don't get money don't 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 have children when you don't have these things together mm-hmm. make sure you have a stable job make sure you have like make sure you right. get a certain amount of money make sure everything is stable before this happens right and sometimes all that of takes which time. is valid it's, all it's, of which it's, is valid which is valid yeah. but sometimes that just takes longer right especially in the market now like right. market now is just harder to get a place like it's just it just takes time yes so when all with all that happening like I said, sometimes it becomes a more difficult task right. Right. <laughs> to do these things. Exactly. So, um, you know, we it, it's really it's really a lot more common than we think, especially among like young, healthy black couples. And I don't think I realized it until we were going through it ourselves. So, um, you know, three, three, four four-ish years ago, I guess, you know, we were married for about three years and we were like, okay, let's start trying to have a child. We've, you know, we felt comfortable that we had gotten ourselves together as society would expect enough that we could sustain supporting another human being. And so we were trying and trying and trying and nothing. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, like, we're healthy people. Like, could we, could we eat better? Could we exercise more? Yeah, us and half of America. But neither one of us has any, like, chronic illnesses or, like, takes medication for anything or has any, like, you know, really, like, serious, harrowing, like, health issues that would prevent us from conceiving a child. But, you know, month after month went by... Nothing, nothing. And so finally, I think I, I must have gone to my OBGYN for my regular like checkup, my regular yearly checkup. And I think that she was asking me or she said something to me like, oh, well, you know, you've been married now for a couple of years. Are you guys trying to have a child? And I was like, yeah. You know, we've been trying for like a year and nothing has been happening. And she was like, okay, that's, that's weird. Um, And she started asking me a bunch of questions and, you know, we were talking back and forth and she was like, I think maybe we should do some testing just to make sure that like everything's okay. So um, she had me go do, I can't remember what the test is called. But it's basically something, and this might get a little graphic, so if you're queasy, just log out now. Um, (laughs) Basically, I had to go do something where they had to check my fallopian tubes, I think, to make sure there was no blockage. Um, So basically, I had to go to like like an x-ray place. And what they did was like, they shot iodine into my fallopian tubes and then used like a x-ray or MRI machine to look definitely one of the least favorite things I've ever done in my life. Cause it kind of burns when they do it. And it's like, they stick this really long needle up you and, and, and disperse the Ida. It's awful. Would not recommend zero out of 10 stars. Um, <laughs> but like they did that, they were like, okay, um, we don't see anything there. Um, and then there was something else I had to do. 
some other test that they recommended I do. I can't remember what it is. But again, it was like there's nothing there. So it was like there was no explained reason why it wasn't happening. Because, you know, I had been, you know, tracking my ovulation, blah, 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 blah. And there was no explained reason why it was happening. Um, so I think the doctor referred us to a fertility specialist. And so we went to the fertility specialist and they did like, I remember the consultation. We sat, we talked, we explained what was going on. And um, the doctor was like, okay, so maybe it's that you're not producing enough eggs or whatever. So we're going to try giving you this medication to help you produce more eggs when you ovulate. So we were like, okay, I think we did that for like three months, maybe still nothing. So then it was like, okay, let's move to the next step, which um, is something called intrauterine insemination. And basically what that is, is the man gives the deposit. And, it, and they had also checked Mark too, like when we started going to the fertility specialist to make sure that his, his swimmers were working, et cetera, et cetera. Because it's like, you just don't know. Like, mm -hmm. is it me? Is it him? Like, so, you know, they check to see what's causing the situation to not happen naturally. So we did, you know, the, the treat, I think it was something called Clomid that in, um, increases egg production. So we did that for like three months, still no pregnancy. You know, obviously we're very frustrated. There's a lot of tears. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of, you know, because I think at the time I was like, what, 30? So I'm like, okay, I'm not getting any younger. Let's get the show on the road. So um, the next step we decided was to try intrauterine insemination. And essentially what that is, they, you take those, uh, those pills that I was, that I mentioned before to, you know, increase egg production. And then they track, you track your, um, your ovulation. And then I think on like the second day of your ovulation, they have you come in and they basically literally inject sperm into your uterus to kind of meet the egg while it's in the, in the uterine area, getting ready to come out or on its way out after being released from the fallopian tube. And the whole point is to, is to put the, the sperm in the same place as the eggs so that they will meet. And, you know, by the grace of God, it worked the first time. Like even the doctor was shocked. He was like, usually I do this like two or three times with people before it finally like catches. And, you know, for some people that doesn't work either. And so they have to move to the next step, which is in vitro fertilization, which is way more involved and way more expensive. And, you know, it, it was harrowing. Like literally I was going to the doctor at 7am, like once a week getting checked for this, getting blood taken for this. Like it was, it was a harrowing process. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Like, thankfully it, ours wasn't as long as other people's journey has been, but it is like emotionally taxing to keep going through that over and over. It's like, why won't my body do the thing it's supposed to do? And it's like, is something wrong with me? And it, I think it's worse when, there is nothing wrong with you. Like, at least I felt like when I was doing all the tests and stuff, I was like, well, maybe we'll finally get to the bottom of like why this isn't happening. And there literally was no reason. Like it just wasn't for some reason. Like the, our, bio, our biological stuff just wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. 
And, you know, we'll, I don't know if we'll ever know the reason why, but, you know, it, it, um, it was, it was a challenging, challenging time. And it was like, I, I cried a lot. I was like, why isn't it happening? What's going on? Like other people in the world are just going ahead and having kids and we're over here doing all this and spending all this money and blah, blah, blah. Like it's not cheap. And it's taxing on your body doing all that, all that stuff. And so, you know, when it finally happened, like I was overjoyed. And, you know, I, I felt like I spent a lot of the pregnancy like anxious because I was like, well, is it going to be okay? Is it going to be okay? Is it going to be okay? And I know Mark did too. But it's like I kept thinking like, did we wait too long? Should we have tried to do this sooner? Would it have made a difference if we had tried to do it sooner? Like, I don't know. Because, you know, the truth, the truth of the matter is this. Our societal understanding about how this should go versus how our bodies are designed to work are in conflict. Ideally, a woman, a female, a female is at her most fertile childbearing years between the ages of 14 and like 26. That's just the truth. I am not in any way, shape or form advocating for anyone under the age of 21 to have a child because I just don't think you're mature enough. That's my opinion. However, the way our bodies are physically built, that is the prime period in time when you, you can conceive and have a, a, a pregnancy go to full term with minimal issues because your body's in the prime like state of his life. And think about it. As a woman, the best shape of your life that you were probably in is during that time frame that we're talking about. Because, you know, you were young. Your metabolism was higher. You, what you ate was a little bit more controlled because you were living at your parents' house. You didn't have no job, so you ate whatever they bought. And if your parents ate healthy, then by default, you ate healthy too. Like, you were just in a better physical space. You were in school. You had physical education. You probably walked a lot. Like, you were just in a much better physical shape, much less stress. You know, it was just, your body's just in a better state in that like 14 to early 20s phase of life. As you, like, as you get older, you know, your eggs age, because you're, as a woman, you're born with your eggs. What eggs you were born with is what you have for the rest of your life. So your eggs are as old as you are. So, you know, the older you get, the older those eggs are. So it's like, and the, and the older they are, the more likelihood there is for challenges, genetic abnormalities, et cetera, et cetera. So while the societal expectation that you be financially stable, you have certain things together, et cetera, et cetera, makes sense when it comes to the practical side of having a child, it doesn't always coincide with the biological side. And I think that becomes a problem for our generation or is a problem for our generation now because literally we've been told, especially girls, We've been told for our whole lives, don't you have no babies? Don't you have no babies? Don't you bring no babies home? You go to school, you get your education, you learn your works, da 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 Like we're pushed as women towards career, towards education, towards whatever. But then like magically at 25, everybody's like, so when are you going to have a baby? It's like, but sis, you've been telling me since like I was 10 
don't have no babies. Like, it's been very clearly reinforced that that's a terrible idea. So that's not even in my mind. So I'm, you know, 25, 28, 30, whatever you want to call it. Now I'm like, okay, I'm done with school. I'm starting to get established in my career. Let me meet somebody. Dating is trash. Just, it, it looks awful out there. Zero out of 10 stars, once again, would not recommend. Looks very awful out there um, in the single world. So the whole process, if you've literally been focused on going to school and following a career path for X amount of years, you don't suddenly wake up at 25, 26 and know how to date. Like, and then finding someone who, you know, you trust, you're comfortable with, you're whatever with. And if you subscribe to the I have to get married before I have kids thing, that's a, you're adding more and more years to the process. So let's say you start seriously dating at like 25, 26. Chances are you're probably not marrying anyone until you've crossed the 30 threshold. That's just the reality. Because as a woman, the same way you're focusing on a career and this and that and this and that, men are also focused on the same thing. And if they feel like they are not where they need to be and they can't sustain a household, they're not proposing to you. They may love you. They may do all those things. But if they themselves don't feel like they're ready, they're not proposing to you. So it's like, and the likelihood of you like marrying the first person you seriously date is like pretty freaking slim. You go through a few people before you get to that person. So it's like, you could very well easily be like 34, 35 before you like marry anybody, depending on when you start seriously dating with the intention towards marriage. So it's like, at that point, you've, you're, you're, you're in the risk area now of trying to have a child. And, and now it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's something that's now adding another level of, of stress and strain to you personally and to your marriage. And, you know, I think with us, I thought, oh, I'm 30. I'm still young. I'm not at that age where I need to be worried, but apparently I was, I was incorrect about that. I was technically young and healthy, but, you know, maybe if I had tried two years before, I might have had a different outcome. You know what I mean? So who knows? So I think that's, that's, that's the part where it gets, it gets a little dicey. And I'm, I'm not saying this as a, I think it's wrong to do things the right way and be, you know, prepared, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, all that. But I'm just saying it's like, it creates a, it's a conflict that we don't realize until we're in the situation. And it kind of makes us question, like, every choice we've ever made in life and, and like whether we did the right thing by doing things the way we did it, even though it's considered the quote unquote right way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, uh, just, I just said a mouthful. I'm sorry. It was stuff yeah. is in my head. But yeah. Um, what, what she's saying is correct. Um, I think that it's just, <sighs> You, like, like I said, I think society-wise, we're just told to do certain things. And a lot of times, those things just conflict with our bodies. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the basic of it. Um, I think that... Um, so, the solution, I don't know. <laughs> the solution is, I don't know. Um, the reason why I don't know, because everybody is on a different path. I don't think you should marry the first person you meet, because you want to hurry up. Yeah, uh, that's an awful <laughs> idea. Um, awful, awful. And I, but I, I also think we should also ex- always try to examine where th- things come from. Like, 
like we we did the same thing. So like I don't know if I how I can discourage against somebody trying to get their career together first. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. Like I I wouldn't discourage that either. So it's like I I don't I don't know what the right solution is because our society is built different. And maybe um maybe it's the problem really is I guess what 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 society can do is be more skeptical, more um, be be better at receiving people who have children, be better at setting up people who have children, because this world many times is not built for people in business to have children. Right. So maybe that is the solution. Um, meaning it's it's not really. Relatable to have um, services that are beneficial because many times when you have children, it changes everything, and it changes everything because of the services that are available. It becomes an issue because if, if I am if I have a child, I can't work as much yeah. anymore. Yeah. So I I have to try to acquire this money before. If I have a child, then. Many times I have, now we only have one major income instead of two because one person has to stay home sometimes because we don't have the money for daycare because mm-hmm. daycare is taking a, a big portion. So it, it, it's just it's, it's a lot of little things that um so I, I, I guess that I guess that would be I guess the best solution yeah is to be better better set up for people with children. Yeah, and I and I think another solution is to actually make this society affordable to live in. Because I think the problem is, in order to get a, a a good job and getting to a career, you have to go to college. But college costs a lot of money. Even if you go the community college, state college route, it still costs money. So people are graduating with student debt. So then they feel like they need to work these long hours or extensive or whatever you want to call it in these particular jobs to earn the money to pay that debt off. So they find themselves either working a lot or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Constantly chasing the next like career move because they feel like I got to get this student loan debt off my back. I got to do this. I got to do that. In addition to whatever other like personal stuff they've got going on. So it's like, the the way that people get to that career costs so much on the front end that they spend a lot of time on the back end working to take care of that and so they neglect the the other like social parts of their life that need to be developed so it's like once they finally feel like oh i've got this part taken care of mad time has passed and now it's like so well well even even with that in mind maybe we have to society stop acting like social is not important yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that is really the solution because I think as society, we always put social, our social health on the back burner. Uh, we put our developing relationships <laughs> right. on the back burner. So, trying to start developing relationships at twenty five is not a ideal situation. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's not it's not it's not easy to do. It's not. It's not. It's not easy to like after all the years of working and trying to do things in your career and now you're trying to develop a social life and you don't know how this works. 
So, I, 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 of course, we're not, we're not saying social and dis- disregard everything else, but I think we need to stop going so hard discouraging social life mm-hmm. with our children. Right. Um, as they um, as they grow, I think we, we we tend to do that a lot. We can we tend to use the statements, um, not worry about your friends, worry about your school, right? And like and everything like that, and not understanding and not and take away the importance of social life, right? Because social life helps create that. So now that they understand people, <laughs> it's better. It's a little easier when developing relationships and not. Have, not having to restart and figure yourself out socially first, right? Before you be join a relationship, because you have to figure out yourself socially first, so you know what you want, so you can be in a relationship, right? If you haven't figured yourself out that way first, it becomes a problem. Yeah, because all you're doing is creating a bunch of harmful, of uh, harmful interactions and situations that could be avoided. And you know, while I think all child, all children are beautiful and a miracle and just a blessing. Um, you know, you would the preference would be that kids are born in a situation where both parents are on the same page about being together and wanting to parent said child. Because, you know, there's there's a lot of children that are born out of situationships, myself included. Um, and, you know, it, it would be it would be ideal if if that wasn't if that wasn't how the situation went down. You know, it would be it would be ideal if, you know, it was a conscious choice and. Both people were adapted enough uh, to to function together in a in a relationship of their own while raising said child slash children. So um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 not something that's going to happen overnight. I feel like this is something that's going to like take a few generations to to shift. Yeah, it, I, I it, think it's 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 a, it's a mental because like we're we're told, especially um, as black people, is to constantly work. Yeah, we're told to get the education and work, and yeah. we we don't we don't like a lot of times we have um, parents who don't even talk about relationships till after you're done with school, right? They're done with all your college and everything. They're like, oh, okay, with relationships, and that's not how relationships or social life works. No, it has to be incorporated throughout your life. Yeah. Like I like, you know, we can talk about this like at another time. Like I do feel like they're they're like part of why parents don't bring these things up like at the high school age levels because, you know, they feel like kids shouldn't be dating at that age. And, you know, that's debatable. Some people feel no. Some people feel like they can they can start dating maybe in like 11th grade. I say no, but you know, whatever. I'm. <laughs> I mean, that's hypo- it's hypocritical of me to say no, but <laughs> I I also say no. But um, <laughs> I realize that it's not realistic. But in my head, I'm like no. Um, but that's that's because that's my child. Um, but I feel like that's kind of the thought process is like people don't like parents don't think that kids should be engaging in any type of serious dating kind of relationships at that age. So it's like, it's never really brought up. And then college is like, I'm more focused on them, like actually graduating and finishing. So it's like, like you're just, I guess your parents just kind of have you in this like bubble. And it's not until you're like done with what you're quote unquote supposed to do that they can then pivot their minds to, you, you know, okay, I, I, I think there is a level that a child can date. And the level, 
is, but I think it comes with a conversation. I, I, it's not a black and white t- topic. I think the conversation happens. Avery can't date. That's, that's <laughs> the right. conversation happens, um, explaining that it is to so they understand their age. Mm-hmm. That it's really just in a close friendship. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And like, because you're both not where you should be. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think it's important for people to know how people interact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. And everything like that. I, um, we might have to develop a different word for it than the word date because mm-hmm. because date date has the same kind of t- like you use date for how adults date and how children date and I think it's just different. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that is maybe, what, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe I'm thinking of the way adults date and I'm like, yeah. oh, Avery can't do that. No, correct. And I and I, 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 I guess I, some I, little I th- boy could come to the house and take us to the movies or something. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I I, I think that we have to. Are you and your friends gonna do the bad boy? Of course. Bad boy scene. Um, okay, great. Just just checking. Just checking. Just making sure. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I think that um, the term date should maybe be changed to something different for teenagers. Mm-hmm. So it, because it, it's, it, it shouldn't be the same context in the same because adults, we are dating for the purpose of engagement mm-hmm. and marriage. Which is different. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's to know, to know the person, to find out, do I want to be with this person for the rest of my life? Right. Teenagers are not dating for the same reason. They're yeah. just dating for companionship. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, 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 the, the contexts are different. So I think um, changing the, the terminology and I guess having that conversation with Avery mm-hmm. about what this is. And what the difference between what you're doing, <laughs> right? And what and what an adult does, mm-hmm. and that can kind of kind of help fulfill the a lot. That can, that can help fulfill a lot of roles mm-hmm. in terms of dating, in terms of sex. It can, it can kind of fulfill right. all those roles by explaining there's a difference. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. It's hard out here in these streets trying to trying to trying to live, trying to grow. It's so much to do and it's like it I think I think the frustration comes from like you don't really know like whether whether the quote unquote right way is like right for you specifically. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like it's like a very one size fits all kind of application and I'm like mm-hmm. it can be it can be tweaked. For you individually, but I don't think people are taught that or know that. So I think, you know, that's where the frustration comes like down the road when it's like, I've done everything, quote unquote, the right way. Like, why is this not happening? It's like, well, maybe I could have tweaked it. Maybe I could have, you know, but you don't know that. You only know or realize that you could have after the fact, but you don't know in the moment that you can. Yeah. That you can like, I believe that, you know, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens in the time that it's supposed to. Yeah. But, like, looking back, I'm also, like, perhaps we could have, like, tried the have a child thing earlier. We could have. Mm. Like, but, I mean, it is what it is. She's here now. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do kind of I, I, like I, I, I agree. But I also agree that I think we got, we had her at the time we were supposed to have her. Yeah. 
for sure, for sure. But I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's like, eh, we, we could have made it work. We could have we could have finessed it. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But, you know, it, it's it's just, it's, 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 it's a challenge. And like I said before, I think it'll take some generations before we see like a, a mindset shift mm-hmm. when it comes to like how we approach these things. Because I think a lot of things we do these days, like we live in a very like, not antiquated, but like maybe it was something that two or three generations before us kind of came up with, and we're still trying to. It's antiquated, huh? It's antiquated. <laughs> but, we're but, still but, tra- but, we're still trying to make it work but, within but, our uh, modern confines. But a, lot, but, but a lot of things that black people do in general is in response to racism. Yeah, that too. Like a lot of things that black people do that we do has been in response to racism, and um, and of us trying to deal with it. So. And I, I, I never would have um, assumed or say something as if I'm, I'm saying what they were doing was wrong, because it wasn't wrong. It was, mm-hmm. it was how to deal with what was going on then to survive and mm-hmm. to, to make sure that um, your children have a certain opportunity that was not available. Right. But as our um, rights, as our thinking changes, we have to change also. Agreed. Um. Now we um we can operate in a space without the need for validation. Right. We we can operate in a space without the need for we 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 can live life happily without um worrying about validation from white people. Agreed. Agreed. And I and I think that that that's where it's different now. And I think we have to move in a space like that. That's why, like, I, I, I don't, I, I actually don't like it when people like try to discourage or like get up. Like, I understand why you would be upset, but like to discourage like how people of the older generation operate. I'm like, they operate that way for a reason. Right. There's a reason why they operate that way, and like they were just trying to keep us alive. Right. Like and safe. Like literal, literal survival. Yeah. Like they, they said, dress a certain way and don't sag your pants. Like it, it sounds crazy to say now. But they were saying that because people were out here just arresting you because of what you're wearing. <laughs> right. And there was like, I want, to, I, I want you to keep you safe. I'm not worrying about what's right or wrong. Right. I want you safe. Right. And don't get me wrong, to, to your point. Like, I get why they tell us, you know, wait until you accomplish certain things to have a child. Because they know what it's like to not have those things together. Correct. And be trying to, to, to have kids. Like, and, you know, the way societies were set up, you know... Women were the, and I mean, to some degree, women still are the primary child care providers. So, you know, those women who were telling us, go to school, get your education, like they weren't saying it because they were trying to like hold us back or be haters. They were saying it because, look, they know how hard it is to move and do certain things in life when you've got three, four, five kids that are depending on you to do something. So they're telling us, if you can get to this thing without having a kid hanging off of you, do that. Correct. Because it's it's not a game. And like, don't get me wrong. I 100 um, percent love my child, would do anything for her, love her with all my heart. But I am glad that I did the things I wanted to do in terms of like school and stuff like that before I had a child, because I know I wouldn't have been able to with one. Mm-hmm. Because it literally changes the whole dynamic of, of how you are as a person and how you move. So like. While I, 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 I see how some of these ideas have kind of put us in a weird position in, in, in the way we're living now as a generation, 
I get why it was said. Yeah. I completely understand it. Like there was there was like at the core of it, like you said, staying alive, survival. Like it was literally survival. Like some of the things that we we were our generation was taught. It was about surviving because they realized I did this this way and this was really, really hard. If I could do it again, I would have done it the other way. So I'm going to teach you that the other way is the better way to do it. So it's like there's validity in all of it. But I think, you know, it's up to us of this generation to kind of decide like individually for ourselves what works and what doesn't. And for some people, they may be able to, you know, have have a kid or two and balance the whole school thing and do the whole shebang a lang a lang. But, you know, I think I think you just have to be mindful that, you know, holding off on certain things or taking your time, there is sort of like a a downside to it on the other side. So and I, I think that's, you know, because I think, you know, to, with when it comes to having kids, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, you can do it. You're still young. It's anytime. Da, 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 da. And it's like, yeah, that's that's a lie. It's not true. Um Yes, people people can have kids in their 40s, 100%. We see people doing it all the time. But it's not nearly as easy or no. simple as people try to make it out to be. Because people try to dismiss it like, oh, you still got, you still got your working parts. You'll be fine. It's like, yeah, but no. It is, it is taxing mentally, socially, emotionally. Exactly. It's, just, like it's, it's, just, it's just taxing. Yeah. And it's like, I, I really, my heart goes out to any and everybody who's going through that. Like, I've been there. I understand. I hope. It works out. I hope your journey ends positively and quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was it. That was all I had. That was all I had. Anything else? Uh, that is the end. That is the end. Yeah. yeah if you yeah. have any questions, please let us know. Yes, you can questions, comments. at gmail.com. Big facts, big facts. You already um, know. You, you already know. Uh, up next is our artist spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's this week's artist spotlight, Mark? Uh, the artist spotlight is Senor. Senor, is that his name? No. It's okay. Aha Gazelle. Aha Gazelle. A H A. G A Z How you spell it? H A G A Z E L L E. It's all one word or it's two separate words? Two separate words. Aha Gazelle. Okay, tell us about Mr. Gazelle. Aha Gazelle is the performing Elias of William Gazelle Fields Jr. Elias, alias. Elias. Okay. Elias, sure. It's Elias. Performing Elias. Okay. <laughs> I was like, did he just? No, that's not what he said. It's a performing alias of William Gazelle Fields Jr., a rapper, producer, and songwriter from New Orleans, Louisiana. Heavily influenced by New Orleans rap icons like Master P and Lil Wayne, his style is tough but confident and optimistic, with lyrics based on everyday life struggles but focusing on the positive side. Field spent his teenage years playing drums at his father's church in addition to teaching himself music production. Eventually, he started playing keyboards in other churches and also started releasing rap mixtapes. Beginning with 2014's Green Beans and Tuna, several more tapes arriving throughout the next few years, receiving coverage from rap websites and blogs. Following 2016's Trillium and Aha Gazelle, 
Following 2016's Trillium, Aha Gazelle signed to Atlanta-based Christian rap label Reach Records in 2017. FYI, that is Lecrae. Mm-hmm. Lecrae and M. With Trillium and two, Trillium two arriving in June. Less than six months later, they released Trillium three. All right, and the album that came out this year was named Succession. Um, he came up randomly um, when I was looking up different artists. I try to look up different artists, new 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 stuff, new stuff, <laughs> and see what's what's out there. And he, he was he was an artist. He seemed he seemed in, um, interesting. I enjoy his lyrics. Oh, he's an HBCU graduate as well. He graduated from Grambling State University. Grambling. Grambling. You already know. Yeah. yeah. Um, But this song we're going to play for you is called Never Told. And it's by, and his last album is with um, Aha Gazelle and a person named Starringo. Starringo. And this song is called Never Told. Let me know what you think. Ha, ha, ha. Tiger, so if I lose, that means you a cheater. Aiming for higher, soon I be flying with eagles. Gotta be quiet, they fly trapping, I call them Venus. World is deceiving, I know who and not to believe in. Not what you seeing, life is more than money and breeding. Give me a reason to keep repeating morning to evening. I'm not achieving if I end up the only one eating. I ain't slowing down because I'm fat and I'm greedy. Life goes round, better watch how you treat me. Rain pouring down, but I make it look easy. I need more than a hundred, one hundred three, like I'm cheesy. If you say you love me, I hope that you mean it. Then I go understand. 
believe in God, but they know that we keep it like a secret. Cause you know I speak from the soul, stories that never was told. They caught a charge and they told them boys they get exposed. Can't wait to get on that road. I'm trying to push me a load. Can't change it up. I'm with the same ones. They never fold. Ran it up on my mama. I put that there on my daddy. Trying to be the good guy. My fans don't know I'm a savage. I cock it back, let them have it. It's hard to stop like an addict. Don't really care about it. I just want it because I ain't have it. That is Aha Gazelle. Aha Gazelle. Aha Gazelle. Um, yeah, I like that. I like it. I like it. It's very interesting. Like this New Orleans, like it produces some very, very talented rappers. Mm-hmm. Like, cause what was the other guy we played? D1. He's yeah. also from that New Orleans area. Somebody else we played. Uh, as an artist spotlight a while back is also from that New Orleans area. So I'm like, it's very interesting. PJ Morton mm-hmm. is from New Orleans. So I'm like, they be getting get to it with the music out there. They have a certain sound. Yeah. All right. Uh, you ready for this, this week, week in, in random? random. Oh. Yeah. So I feel, I feel like quite a bit of things happened this week. I'm going to try to get through it as fast as I can. But um, yeah, there was some things that had took place. This week. So the first thing I want to talk about um, is Eva Longoria. Do you know who Eva Longoria is? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm proud of you because you don't like I know the name. If, you don't never be knowing who anybody is. Like I, I know the name. If they're not black, you'd be like who? So you know, I'm surprised that I mean, you that just you confirm that um, you knew who she was. Do your Google's. Is it, is it who you think she is? Because Eva Mendes is a different person from Eva Longoria. So just make sure that who you who you're thinking of is the right person. I'm looking. I think I do. Yes. We're going to say yes. Continue. Great. So she, uh, people know her from the Desperate Housewives show that was on ABC uh, years and years ago, like early 2000s. That's when she first became like a household name. But um, she is a well-known, I guess, Democratic Party activist, liaison, whatever you want to call it. And... uh, you know, uh, I guess last week, Sunday, she said she was on um, some uh, MSNBC, I believe. And she said, um, U.S. Latinas are the real heroines of the 2020 election victory of um, President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. And um, the way she the way she said it, it kind of came across like she was trying to say U.S. Latinas were the ones that did it not black women. And so people roasted her like chestnuts on an open fire for saying that. Um, uh, before, it, before you get there, uh, you heard what she said after, right? She said, watching this back, I can see how this sounds like I'm comparing Latinas to black women, which I would never do. I was comparing Latinas to their male counterparts, but my, but my wording was not clear, and I deeply regret that. Black women have long been the backbone of the Democratic Party, something we have seen played out in this election as well as previous ones. Black women deserve a standing ovation for the work they have done year after year. Again, so sorry for the confusion and lack of context on my part. The only reason why I would listen to that is because it was like 60% of Latino men voted for Trump. <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah. they're, they're not... They're, they're That's the only you. reason why I would like maybe she was, she was trying to compare them because white team man was Iowa, right? <laughs> but use your words, sis. Use your words. Yeah. Use your words. Correct. Because you know, you know, you know. Yes. Uh, like, the way you the way you said it. 
the, the way she said it is bad. It, it, can't, it, also, it didn't come across right. It didn't correct. sound right. And it also feeds into the conflict that's there already. Right. Because there's a black Latino conflict that exists, like, in many parts of the country. And, you know, I think it it contributes to why so many black people are, are like, low-key Republican slash Trump supporters. Because there's a lot of black people that are anti-brown people in immigration. Correct. Like, because they feel like brown people come here and act like they're better than us. Which they do. And um, they do. I ain't lie. So and the, so the, the, there, the, the, there's just a, 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 like you said, there's tension already there. Yeah, the, the tension is multifaceted. Yeah. Number one, um, if, so, th- th- and this is where it gets interesting. The reason why black Americans tend to have issues and we have tend to have conflicts with multiple groups is because we feel as if we are American. Right. So we feel as if it's, we feel insane. We feel crazy that like, we don't even get the benefits of we all the people get benefits of being an American before we do, mm-hmm. and I think that and like right, right and right. I, 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 that that's really what it, what it comes down to, and like but it's just how, but I understand why someone might like not understanding that concept on the surface would get offended by what some people mm-hmm. say in response to that, right? But many times the issue that many black people have is because. We feel as if everyone, like, people are quick to treat others as, like, we'll give other people rights before they finally give us rights. And we were American and Mm -hmm. we built this country. So, like, that, that, that is it. And of course, some people do dismiss other people's struggle. Mm -hmm. I'm not dismissing anyone's struggle, but I understand where the frustration comes from. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just, it's misplaced anger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Like that goes into the um the because like e- even like when um people of Hispanic origin they might um talk crazy about black people. Mm-hmm. Or they might dismiss themselves from being black or dismiss themselves from or try to act like they're more white than us or not us and everything. Mm-hmm. That even comes from American media portraying us a certain way. Mhm. So, like it's 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 a lot of I think it's a lot of misplaced anger which should go or go towards try from white people, no government, and government. Yeah. So, I think I think it's a lot of misplaced anger, and it makes us makes it makes it makes a lot of infighting mm-hmm. that that really between between be. the, um other minority races mm-hmm. trying to get rights. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just it just creates that problem. Yeah. But I think that's that's the design though is to create the problem so that the the proud the the fault does not fall on them exactly the let fault. them fight amongst themselves correct and so. i I think that 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 that's kind of what happens across the board yeah agreed I agree hundred percent um so yeah uh moving on uh so uh forty five is committed to tearing things up on his way out of the office um He's flipping over tables and just doing whatever he wants to do. Uh, Mark was telling me that he's asking like people for budgets. Some people are like, "Well, girl, for what?" 
You're yeah. not gonna be here. Like looking for a budget for February. Yeah. Like yeah, for like agencies that receive federal funding and people is like, but for what, girl? You don't even go here. So, you know, he just he's just legit acting like la di da. La di da. La di da la di da la di da. Um, apparently, in addition to all of that, 130 Secret Service agents are supposedly quarantining due to COVID exposure as a result of his last minute campaigning efforts. Um, so they've, it seems somebody on the secret service in the detail got the COVIDs. Cause I mean, man's was outside allegedly having COVID with no mask on shimmying about. Then he was going to all these different events with, you know, non-mask wearers. And so 130 entire secret service agents are now quarantining for the next two weeks because of this man's actions. It's the ghetto y'all. I don't know how people can't see it. Um, another thing that took place that he's doing. Um, so apparently in the department of Homeland security, they was doing some shuffling and he appointed some guy to be the interim head. And I guess this guy made a rule saying that, um, DACA, DACA renewals and DACA applications have to be scrutinized more intently because of this, 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 and this. And I guess some, you know, people, DACA people who are filling out these applications was like, huh? Who have been saying that? What's that about? And for those who don't know what DACA is, DACA is the deferred action for uh, children who are brought here, like when they were kids uh, with their parents. So all they've ever known is America. Um, So while they're technically, quote unquote, illegal immigrants, they didn't really come here by choice. They came when they was like two, three years old. America is all they know. So um, under the Obama administration, um, this DACA program was created to provide protections and a path to citizenship and a path to citizenship for these um, for these young people. And so a federal judge heard their case because I guess um, this new acting director or whatever just switched up the rules on them at the last minute. And the federal judge was like, nah, you you can't get this off, sir. You weren't even legally appointed to this position. Like somebody just threw you in there. Like there was no formal process. Like they just said, oh, this is the guy that's running it now. So everything you're saying is a bunch of blah, 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 blah. So no, whatever you're trying to do to block these DACA kids, I'm shutting it down. We're not doing that. So, you know, again, this is all, you know, 45s maneuvering and trying to shimmy people into positions to like get what he wants done before he's officially booted out of there. Um, I mentioned this earlier, uh, they keep talking about voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud, and everybody, everybody is saying Republicans, Democrats, election officials, uh, like everybody's like, there's no evidence of this. There's no evidence of this. And even 45 said in a tweet, you know, Biden won, but only because of da, 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 da. And it's like, yeah, Biden won. That's the end of the sentence. All the other things you're saying after that, irrelevant. Biden won. Like, let's just move on. But he's still trying to drag this this voter uh, voter fraud uh, story into the ground. And then his attorney, who was doing press conferences in front of a meatpacking shop um, <laughs> last week, uh, Rudy Giuliani apparently uh, made a statement saying something like, oh, we have proof of, you know, tampering with the election machines or whatever, whatever, but we can't reveal it at this time. Sir, shut up. Either you have proof or you don't. So, At this point, what are you waiting for? If it's legitimately valid proof that the election was rigged, votes were changed, whatever the case is, put it out. Like, what are you waiting for? If it exists, if it's real, put it out. What are you re- waiting for? The reason why they're not putting it out is a couple of reasons. Number one, 
This alleged proof. So there's always fraud in every election, right? But it's not enough to change anything. Right. That's the reason why it's not a big thing. That's number one. Number two, um, the fraud that has been found affects both Democrats and Republicans equally. Mm-hmm. Because people, all people, people just be trying to fraud stuff. It don't just be Democrats. Don't be. It just people be trying to fraud. It's just what happens. So they can't release certain data because it doesn't only favor Biden. Right. They understand that it will. It does. It favors both candidates every time they check. Mm-hmm. They'll check it and it will be balanced for both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they even um, did a recount in one county. And Trump got less votes. <laughs> right. It's like, all right. Um, like, just let it go. Go out gracefully, damn they, it. They, like, they actually, Trump actually got less votes when they did a recount. So I, I think they're, they're not releasing it because they understand that there's no party affiliation with fraud. Right. People just be fraud. Yeah, it's just scamming. It's yeah, the American but, way. But even with the, with the fraud, it's only hundreds of votes. Mm-hmm. And there's thousands of difference in votes between the two candidates. Right. That's number one. Number two, they also understand that if they're saying fraud happened on one end, they're going to that it will affect the Republican that won that district. Mm-hmm. So, like it's because some people voted for the Republican for the district and Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. So now you're saying that's fraud also. So like it's like people like like they're not. Um, that's the reason why data's not coming out. Uh-huh. So, like that, that's the reason why. Like even, so even if it was true they found fraud, they're not releasing it for that reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and their their goal is not really to. Their goal is to get people on his, and I, and that's 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 always been Trump's goal, and I've said this before. His goal is to get people on his side. It's not to say facts. Mm-hmm. If you get enough, like his 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 mantra is, mm-hmm. if you get enough people to say this is true, then it's true. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what's actually true. All I need is enough people to say it. Right. If he has enough people to say it's true, then it's gonna then the other Republicans on the team will say it or have to say it's true because mm-hmm. they're basically gonna say it's true, and that's how it can affect the election in December when they do the electoral college vote. Right. Because it will be enough people saying. Oh, there must be fraud. I mm-hmm. it's illegit. I can't really go with what my state says, right? Because the election is fraud, right? And that and that is where the problem lies. So many schemes, so many schemes, so many schemes. And that is how it goes. Big facts, major facts. Um, so, uh, Tahira sent me a video that I looked at the other day, and basically, it kind of was explaining like forty-five voters. In a certain way, um, there was this lady. She was from New Jersey, and she was talking about how, you know, her life was negatively affected because I think she lost her job. Her kids had to homeschool, and her kids are very sad. And you know, their whole life has been changed because in New Jersey, you know, they have very strict. Uh, you know, you have to wear a mask. You know, very limited. You know, activities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So basically, she was explaining that she basically voted for forty-five because. She feels like they're being too strict in her state and they are, the strictness is what has caused her to lose her job and caused her family to be, and her kids to be upset. 
So she voted for Trump because um, he he is more for people having the choice to do whatever they want. But he was president while that was happening. Yeah, like I'm like sis, like so you don't you didn't connect the dots on the reason that the situation has gotten where it's gotten is because he didn't address that, the pandemic yeah. properly in the first place. Like, how are you skipping over all that and putting the blame on the governor of your state but, who is basically trying to keep y'all from like just dying? All at once yeah. by instituting certain protections and closing certain things down and uh, and requiring that mass warn. Like, how are you shifting the blame to him when the reason that the states even had to make these rules and, and do what they're doing in the first place is because the guy you voted for dropped the ball? Like, I'll, I'll say it over and over again. People's brains are scrambled, they, they, bro. They, they have made it so... That they they, they here's, Trump has made it his ways that he's the outsider, even though he's president of the United States. Right, like but, how does but that work? They, they made it that he they made it seem like he's the outsider. He's the one helping them from the from the inside. He's this he is the um, the mole in the inside, fighting for them inside the presidency of the United States. Like, bro, come on, like as, make it make as sense. As the head of the nation, make it make sense. But he's the one fighting on the inside, right? For them. And like, so they have this belief that he really cares about them. Mm-hmm. But I think this weekend, after because, the because he says he says things all the time that's not true. So mm-hmm. he's like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. He's like, Oh, what he's saying must be true, right? Meanwhile, this weekend, because they don't trust media or government. Yeah, but the, meanwhile, this weekend at the at the Million MAGA March. They realized he doesn't care about them. And they were tweeting about it. And I saw some of the tweets and I got a good hee-hee because I like to laugh at foolishness. What is that? So basically, you know, at this Million MAGA march, they went to D.C., a.k.a. Chocolate City, to get this march off. The blacks in D.C. were not impressed. They were like, get out of here with that nonsense. And like people were out here knocking down Black Lives Matter signs. Yeah. So the, the black people in D.C. and from surrounding areas was like, uh-uh. Get, get, get with that nonsense. So some some scuffles, some skirmishes ensued, mm-hmm. and some of the MAGA marchers may or may not have been beaten up. I don't know. Um, and basically, this guy who is like a big MAGA supporter was like, I can't believe that the president hasn't put out any statements condemning what these people have done to us. We're out here supporting him and we're being attacked and he doesn't even care. He hasn't even said anything about what's happening to us. He doesn't care about us at all. I can't believe that we went out there and we were marching for this guy who doesn't care about us. And I'm just like, it took you this long to figure out that he does not actually care about you. Like, what did you think was going on that this man actually cared about you? Like, what about him gives you caring? What about him gives you he's concerned about me as an individual? Like not one thing this man has ever said or done has ever given me the impression that he cares about anything other than himself and maybe Ivanka. He don't care about nothing else. That's it. He don't care about his children. Like that Don Jr. and that Eric, he could take a leave them kids. That Melania, we all know what time it is with that. We never see Baron. So I'm just kind of like, that man has showed us he don't give a damn about nothing but him and maybe Ivanka. Why do you think he cares about you? And why did it take you getting your head split open by, by a black person? Well, not a black person. I'm not going to say that. Why did it take you getting your head split open while you was marching for this man to realize, finally, that he doesn't care about you and he never did? Like, that's just my mind. I can't. I can't even. I can't even take it. I guess better late than never, but, like, come on, y'all. Are y'all that gullible? Are people that naive? Do they think any, do people think politicians care about them? Like, do they think that? 
Like I'm not under any delusions that that uh, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris care about me. They don't know me. Why would they care about me? I don't have any expectation that they do. So I don't understand why these people felt like Trump personally cared about them. He don't know you. Move around. Do something else. Off of, you know, general election foolery. Um, so I think we mentioned last week that Alex Trebek has passed away. Rest in peace to Alex Trebek. Um, so I, I guess he taped episodes that will air up until Christmas. Um, and then after that, not really sure what they're going to do because he had just signed a contract through 2022. So there's a petition online. Um, I, the contract right is a thing that is void if he dies. So. No, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm blank. He signed a contract through 2022. So there was no thought about, oh, we're going to have to look for a replacement. Yeah. So now that he's passed away prior to the contract ending, now that's the conversation. Who's going to replace him? So um, there's a petition online to have... Um, Reading Rainbow host LeVar Burton hosts about Jeopardy. And I'll be honest, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. I like LeVar Burton. He seems fun. He seems I, like I, he has a great personality. It's, it's weird that I'd I, like I, to see I was it. trying to figure out why, he, how did he come up though? I have no idea, but I'd like to see it. I'll sign the petition. Like, it, was, it was random. It was very random. But I feel like he has, he's, he's witty. He has the personality. He has a personality where I feel like he could, he could really make it fun to listen to. And to watch. I mean, Alex Trebek has been doing the show since forever, so it's never going to be the same. But because some people are like, just cancel it. It's not going to be the same. I'm like, all right, I like Jeopardy. Pump your brakes. We're not canceling it. Um, it's one of my favorite shows. But let's see about LeVar, LeVar hosting. I'd, I'd like to I'd like to see it for sure. Um, so our favorite accident detail dodger, um, Kevin Hart, is uh, putting out a new special on the 17th. Uh, I guess that's when the podcast comes out. Yeah, 17th. Yeah. Um, and it's called Zero F's Given. And in the preview clip, he says all of his side johns left after the sex tape. I was like, I don't, I don't know why that's something you would say. Because, like, you, you, you had a whole wife who was, who was pregnant and, and who just had your baby. So I don't know why you would add that to part of your special. But... Go off, Kevin. What I really want to know is what happened with that car accident. Stop talking to me about side chicks that left. That's I'm trying to get to the bottom of what happened in that car accident. You won't tell us nothing. You don't put out this little documentary where you didn't say nothing. Now you're giving me a special where you're not saying nothing. Kevin, I don't want to hear from you if we're not talking about this car accident. I don't. If we're not going to get to the bottom of, the, of what happened in that car, I don't want to hear it. Leave me <laughs> alone. Fine. I'm just being honest. Stop wasting my time. Leave me alone. Um, okay? Alone. I guess I'll wait till you finish your doctor, see if you have certain things on there that I want to talk about. But go ahead. Great. Um, in other Netflix news, um, Shonda Rhimes and Debbie Allen have a documentary coming out November 27th, which is, I think, the day after Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's called Dance Dreams Hot Chocolate Nutcracker. Can't wait to see it. And I think this is the first thing that Shonda Rhimes is putting out under her new Netflix deal. Cause I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, but like brief story, it was, it was out a few weeks ago, how, when she was at ABC, um, she had a family member that was coming into town and they wanted to go to Disneyland and she asked for a ticket. Uh, then when the person got there, the ticket didn't work. And so she called up the ABC execs and they was like, don't you already have enough? Don't you already have enough? And she was like, Oh, uh, lawyer person, get me over to Netflix. See what the kids is talking about. And so she shimmied off of ABC and went to Netflix. And so this is, I think, one of the first things she's putting out under her new deal 
um, at Netflix. So I'm very excited to see that as well. And I'm pretty sure that wasn't the only thing. Pretty that sure wasn't. The only, I'm sure it was. I'm sure that was the the, the thing that the, the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. Yeah. But I'm sure it was a number of things that they. They tried to press good sis Shonda over. Like Sh- Shonda literally revolutionized that network. Because I promise you, when nobody checking for no ABC like that until she came with um, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. Like they had people locked into that channel for three hours on a Thursday night. Put some respect on Shonda's name. Don't, don't do sis like that. Um, but I guess they didn't. And so Shonda shimmied on over to Netflix. Um, Mara Brock Akil, she also got a Netflix deal too. Um, Mara Brock Akil is the creator of Girlfriends, Love Is, um, a few other shows, but Girlfriends is the most famous one. She also has a deal over at um, at uh, Netflix. So let me see what she brings. I like that all these black people are going over to Netflix and getting their lives. You know what I mean? Well, like... I, I think Netflix, it goes back and forth between what Netflix provides and HBO, like different ones. Like for instance, um, Michaela Cole had had a problem with um, Netflix. True. So I I, I think the um, Netflix is cool, but they own everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you go to Netflix for the bag. Yeah. But you don't own anything. Well, it depends on what you what you negotiate or try to negotiate. Michaela N- Cole and Ashonda Rhimes is two different storylines. I got it. Shonda Rhimes ain't go over there and just give them people her stuff. I know that's not what happened. I hope not. No, Shonda, no. Shonda Rhimes ain't leave ABC to go over to Netflix to give them people all her stuff. That would be stupid. She's smarter than that. She's a bigger name than that. Yeah. She so maybe, I would, maybe because, because like I guess Michaela Cole is Michaela Cole. She should not have been disrespected the way she was. Correct. But Michaela Cole is is more of a big British name as opposed to a big American name. Got it. Like, you know, Shonda Rhimes is like that chick. Like, I know H- uh, I'm, Netflix I'm not, thing. I'm not, not, not trying to equate them. I'm no, just, no, no, I'm no. Just... But I'm just saying, like, I know um, Shonda Rhimes, they did not come to Shonda Rhimes with the same approach they came to Nicole, Michaela Cole with. I hope not. Yeah, because Shonda Rhimes, no. Come on, Shonda Rhimes is that chick. Don't do not do that. Um, I wanted to also say Myra Brockakeel also did The Game and Being Mary Jane. And she produced uh, Black Lightning on CW. So she's got a couple things under her belt. Um, but yes, it's, it's looking real black and beautiful over at Netflix right now. Um, speaking of which, Jingle Jangle. Want to get jangle, into it, Mark? Jingle Jangle was fantastic. Yes. What is Jingle Jangle? Tell the people. Jingle Jangle is a Christmas movie. Yes. By, that I think, so happened to have black leads. Bryce, Bryce E. Talbert is the producer or director, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. And I think, and his it's name a, is familiar. He's done a number... I'll, I'll I'll say it this way: It's a fantastic Christmas movie. Or David just, E. Talbert. That that is so happened to be very black focused. Yes, it's awesome. Felicia Rashad is see the Allen sisters is getting a bag on Netflix. Felicia in Jingle Jangle, Debbie in the in the documentary with Shonda. I see y'all out here getting the Netflix bags. <laughs> Netflix bag. Allen sisters, come through, come through. Yeah, I'm not even mad. But um, yeah, like um, it's really good. It's yeah. um. So it's directed by uh, David E. Talbert, who um, he did uh, First Sunday, the film. He also did a baggage claim. Like a lot of the black movies that we like, he's been uh, he's been a part of it. Almost Christmas. Uh, He's done some plays and some stuff, some other stuff, too. So, yeah, he's been out here in these streets for a little while. But he did this uh, Jingle Jangle. Oh, he's an HBCU grad, too. He graduated from Morgan State University. HBCU grads is getting to it in 2020. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's what we're here for. 2020. Getting to it. But yeah, like um, Jingle Jangle is very good. Like they had. Um, so I, I think I liked it from the beginning. I liked Lila singing and everything. I think what drew me in 
immediately was the random Afrobeat dance section during yep. a, during a snowball fight. Mm-hmm. I was like, is that doing Afrobeat? What? What's that yeah, there was, and, there was, and there was a little girl in there that was killing that. That uh, I I don't I think it's called a Guara Guara. Like she was killing it. If I was like, little sis, you better dance. Yeah. Okay. And, and seeing um, what's his face dancing Afrobeat is, is fantastic. Yes. What's his great. name? Um, uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker dancing Afrobeat is is a fantastic sight. Yeah, for, so. Forrest, Forrest Whitaker gave us a little two step. You know, <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. And then like how like um, all the outfits had incorporated some form of African print in them. Yes, yes. All the outfits that were worn. So that's mm-hmm. that's it was, it was interesting. Um, I looked it up and I found out that all the stores in the town. Were named after um, black inventors, mm-hmm. so it's 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 a it's fly. Oh yeah, very nice, very very fly. If you haven't watched it yet, get on Netflix and get your life. It's so good. It's a family movie. To be fair, if you got a kid under like four, they probably not gonna pay a lot of attention. But it's, it's a lot of intricacies. It's a lot of intricacies, but it's really really good. Really well shot. Um, Anika Noni Rose is in it, and I stand her voice, so I'm always ready to hear her sing something. Um, it was really, really good. Just to and I, what is, I don't want to spoil it too much, but just to see black people in their natural beauty, like with you know the pompadours and and the puffs and the, it was just, it was yeah. just beautiful. It, it was really good. It was it was gorgeous. Like there was white people in there, but you weren't really focused on that. You was focused on black people. Yeah, and and I think like it's similar to I guess Hamilton in terms of like there were the white people in the dancing and everything. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the focus. Yes, they weren't the focus. There wasn't no it white just, savior. It, it, yeah, it was. It, just was, it wasn't the core. It was just black people being brilliant and beautiful and all that jazz that black people are, and yeah. it was awesome. Correct. Go watch it. It'll bless you. Um. Also, you saw that. Um. Did you see the? Commercial for the um, Fresh Prince reunion. I think I saw a picture Will Smith posted somewhere. It was it was interesting. I guess they all came together to talk about what happened mm-hmm. and everything like that. And then Black Aunt Viv came too. Yes, I mean after she didn't cuss him out and call him everything but a child of God. So well, I'm, not black, dark skin Aunt Viv. They're, yes. they're both black. Yes, dark skin Aunt Viv. Yeah. Did you know that light skin Aunt Viv is? I, I just found this out recently. Light skin Aunt Viv. Is married to Tim Reed, who was the father of uh, T and Tamara on Sister Sister. Oh, okay, Got that's it. her husband. Oh wow! And they apparently they had like a whole like black production company back in the day. Like they they really was out here trying to put other black people on. Yeah, the I, 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 heard, I heard there's been other production companies that people yeah. have had. They tried. Like it's just. Tyler Perry is like the most popular one, yeah. but I've heard that there have been like other studios okay. and other production companies that black people have had, yeah. have tried to do that. It's just, it's just hard to sometimes get them to, it's just hard get to get them, them off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And like she, um, light skin Aunt Viv, like the way people dragged her, I'm like, that lady didn't do nothing. Will Smith did that. He was the creative director of the show. Drag him. But like, apparently I was reading up about her and apparently she won uh, she went to Northwestern University, which is in uh, like right outside of Chicago, Illinois. And apparently she was the first black woman to win homecoming queen at um, at Northwestern when she won back in the 60s. And they tried to like pretty much riot because she won. And she literally was like, y'all can have this. I don't care, honey. It's not that serious. Y'all can have this. I'm still a bad biffle. I'm going to still get out here and do me. Be mad, sis. Be mad. So I was like, you know what, sis? I'm with her. I like her. I like Miss Daphne Maxwell Reed. Yeah. I stand. 
But yeah, standpoint. like she, he had them both in hand, I guess. Yeah, their their they, studio they, they, was called uh, Millennium, New Millennium Studios, and it was in Petersburg, Virginia, up okay. until 2014. Okay, so yeah, so that's that's good. Um, uh, what, what else we got? So uh, it's wild down in Texas. I don't know what the kids are doing out there, but mad people got shot up this weekend. So Boosie, our favorite Kappa impersonator. He was shot. Um, oh, he's wow. alive, but he was shot. Um, one of his associates, a rapper named, I think, Mo3, I hope I'm saying it right, he was killed um, in the shooting. I think somebody tried to rob them, and they got shot. And in the same day, not far away, Benny the Butcher of the Griselda crew was also shot in the leg. He's okay. But again, it was like another attempted burglary situation. I'm like... What's going on? I just just hunting down rappers and right, Texas. like people just hunting down rappers and shooting them. Like Boosie and them, they was on a Dallas freeway, and they got uh, that's that's when they got attacked. I think Benny the Butcher was not far away from from where they were, so I don't know if it's my, 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 my the same people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm not sure if it's the same people my or like oh, I'm gonna get all these rappers. Right, I'm like, what are all the rappers in town for? Um, they, they, <laughs> What's happening? This be happening out there. But that, that's that's crazy. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, yeah. Uh, they're uh, rest in peace to the young man Mo three. Um, hopefully, Boosie and uh, Benny the Butcher are fine. pull out are, and are okay. But it sounds like they got shot in the leg. It was nothing too too uh, too uh, crazy. Yeah, Benny the Butcher was in Houston. I was trying to double check the cities. Um, so Fred Hammond and Jeremiah, please lift them up in prayer. Uh, this is a very weird combination to put together. I know what I just said. Um, apparently, they both have COVID. And apparently, Jeremiah has a really, really bad situation, a really bad case with COVID. Like, he's in the hospital on a ventilator. It's not looking good for him. Oh, wow. And he's a young guy. So, not to say that, you know, young people can't get COVID, but, you know. They're not the target. Yeah, they're not the people that you typically think are, like, at this bad stage of the game. So, lift them both up in prayer because... This COVID ain't playing, and we're seeing another surge. Because this, this morning, say he's doing a little better. African Americans won't pull it together. Not African Americans. Folks won't pull it together and, and stop having these parties and not wearing masks and stuff. They say he's doing better. Yeah, as you said, um, um, Fifty Cent say he's responsive. Okay. To, um, this, we're recording this on Monday, so this morning. Okay. And um, at one o four p.m. Pacific time. Which I guess is. It's, I guess yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Said he's doing better He's on a breathe, He was in a breathing ventilator Okay But now he's doing better Yeah Well praise the Lord Praise the Lord Okay Because that's crazy um, Keep keep him lifted man um, So I don't know This weekend While scrolling the internets uh, I realized that the verses changed So mm-hmm. the verses that was supposed to be happening this week Was T.I. versus Jeezy Yep Next thing I know I'm seeing a flyer Which is uh, Gucci Mane versus Jeezy I'm like well, What happened? When did they change the marketing? What had happened? I'm confused. I mean, it's a big deal because Gucci and Jeezy had like big beef, like real serious, like it was on site. We tearing, we tearing stuff up if we see each other beef. Yeah. Because I think Gucci kind of talked about it a little bit in his autobiography, which I read a couple years ago. So it's kind of big for like the Atlanta trap culture, trap music and trap life culture for the two of them to be doing a versus. Because they their beef was very serious at one point, but I'm like, but what happened to Ti? What happened? Why he drop out? What happened? 
Did he drop out because? Oh, it, it, it was like it was like crazy. You know the reason why? Why? Apparently, it was from a 2005 home invasion in which Gucci fatally shot Jeezy's friend. Yes, yes, I remember that. Gucci was acquitted on the incident, which was deemed self-defense. I, I remember that. He talked about that in his book. Yes, I remember that. So, remember like, that. what happened? Like, someone ran into a Gucci's house? Yes, they ran up, I think, and tried to rob Gucci at a recording studio or something like that. And Because Gucci was selling drugs while also making yeah. music. Gucci, man. Yeah. And, you know, Jeezy was also... He t- he tell, they tell us both this in their music. And so I think they were part of rival groups of drug dealers. Mm-hmm. And I think they ran up. Gucci and his people shot. And he shot somebody. And I guess the person was Jeezy's friend. And, uh, you know, he got arrested, but got off, basically. So that's, that's kind of how that went. Yeah. yeah. I, remember so, him so t- I-, I remember him telling the story about him shooting somebody, like, in his book. Not which 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 I guess it makes, I guess I, I'll I'll take it, because that that, that to to show uh, killing of a beef, yeah, I I think that's that's, that's cool. Okay, yeah, I, I guess uh, I so guess I'll, I'll, for for that reason, just for that reason alone, I'll take it. Yeah, but I'm like, is Ti coming back for verses? Is he finally going to battle Buster Rhymes? Like, what we talk about here? What we doing? He shouldn't battle Buster. He shouldn't. He'll lose. But um, <laughs> you know. Whatever, 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 whatever. Um, final thing um, on our docket this week, uh, new music. So who put out some stuff this week? Uh, 2 Chains has an album out. Uh, Davido, he put an album out as well. Future and Lil Uzi Vert have like a joint album. Not really sure why. And um, Goody Mob also put out an album. Goody Mob. Goody I'm excited Mob. about Goody Mob. This Me is a song too. With, this is a song with um different people from Gas. Okay. One, one one with um Andre and one with Big Boy. Yeah. So uh, you know the Goody Mob, the Goody Mob, and the uh, the two chains are on my. I'm excited about hearing Seal rap again too. Yes, those are on my agenda for. For this week to get into But if you're looking For new stuff There you go Don't say we never Gave you nothing And a soundtrack For Jingle Jangles L2 Oh okay Just in case people don't know You should get into it It'll bless you Um Yeah Um And apparently With the whole um Gucci and Jesus Jesus has been trying to Um Squash the beast for a while Yeah Gucci's an Aquarius He's never He's never gonna let that go But That's that's what That's what he's trying He's been trying Apparently Jesus has been Going around trying to Squash it since last year so I guess he finally succeeded in getting this far, at least. Yeah, it seems like they're, you know, they're in a good place. I would just advise Jeezy to keep his eyes open. Don't don't trust Gucci. We never let anything go, so I wouldn't. I I, I would definitely just like I would watch. Just keep your eyes open. <laughs> I'll just keep your eyes open. Just keep, 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 keep your eyes keep, open. Keep, when I open, I would say. Yeah, keep keep stay on guard. Stay ready. Stay focused. Like I'm I'm actually more worried about like their friends in the background. Yeah, like they, they don't need like, to have friends in the background. Because like I, I feel as if like people be cool, the artists be cool, but their friends in the background be wilding. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm more like concerned with that, like yeah. how people be wild in the background. Yeah, I think I think that um, they probably need to um, they probably need to just be in the room alone <laughs> with maybe a secret. Don't have any friends. Don't have any friends. Friends will make friends will make the situation awkward. Don't bring friends. Just you, maybe a wifey, a girlfriend, and just leave it there. Don't bring... They don't need to be in a room where it happens. No. No. <laughs> they don't they need do to be, not. They do not they, need to be in a room. 
Absolutely. They don't need to be in the room Dude, where it happens. The room, the room where, where it happens. happens. The room where, where it happens. happens. No, we do not need. No, we don't need. We don't need them to be in any rooms where things can happen. Let's just explain that whole situation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll be watching. Um. I don't know who I'm rooting for, but I'm gonna get my my trap life. Probably effing juicy. I'm not. You're, you're Gucci. I'm not. I do enjoy I'm not, Gucci. I'm not Gucci man at all. That's fine. That's fine. Um. You know, I gotta support the brother Radrick. You know the vibes. Um. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Anything else you want to put on the agenda? No, that is it. All right. Well, let's go on and get on out of here. Let these people get back to their day. We got things to do too. So, until next time, we bid you adieu. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh huh, uh huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey.